Blog Talk Radio. I haven't even had my morning coffee, and I got a, a quarter bottle of whiskey. It's a three fingers. Three fingers. That's a, that's a goddamn uh, hand job. Two Andre the Giant fingers. Maybe one. All I wanted was a little coffee to get my day going. You know, you are able to say no. You, you do have. You could make decisions for you. I don't believe you asked me. I'm pretty sure you just walked over and handed me whiskey. Listen, pal, if, if you're not into consuming that, I, I will do the consumption. I'm a, I'm a consumer. Yeah, but then I need you to be on the show and not dozing off like uh, last week. Oh, my God. Well, no, that's why, that's why I poured it for during the show this week. We did a fine job of talking for a few hours the other night. It was the next day. Yeah. That was rough. Al, I just started feeling over that like two days ago. Of course, those who listened to the end of the show last week, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. You, uh, you had your heart palpitations. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Live at the Sports Addict, of course. I am the host of this here show. We are coming at you live from the alternate location, the, uh, the Sports Dungeon, over here on Waveland Avenue, over near Six Corners. If you want to join us, give us a call at 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Again, my name is Clark Lawrenson, the host of this year's show. I'm sitting here with uh with my little buddy. Thank you for the uh for the uh intro. You are of course the the vocal host, the announcer. I am the uh the actual host of the program. My name is Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third, uh three generations of greatness broadcasting live from uh the dungeon here. Some great bowlers just down the street, just down uh Addison down down Belmont yeah, Avenue here, that's right. That right? Yeah. Well, the, I didn't it, cheers. I didn't get the uh, bowling gene, but that's all right. You have gone bowling to to realize this? I've gone bowling, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you a fan and you're a fan of the movie The Big Lebowski? I feel like you do have some bowling in your genes. You just didn't get the gene that made you the phenomenal bowler. Well, my my small hands uh tend to uh not help in the bowling. Uh, yeah, but you know what that does help with? Oh yeah, yeah. Longevity makes makes other things look bigger. Oh no, you need somebody else's hands. I don't know. I saw that in a movie once. <laughs> Ever seen that? Sixty one. No. Hit us up over on Facebook Live if you have a chance. We are of course there if you're listening live. Thank you to all of the listeners of the podcast. This does become a podcast pretty much immediately following. We start out your week here on Mondays. You can grab this podcast wherever you find yours. Download it there. Google Play. We're over on Stitcher. We're on iTunes Podcasts. Is it still called iTunes Podcasts? I thought iTunes died. I don't know. Apple Podcasts, I think, is what they call it now. Yeah. What happened? I, like iTunes just went away. Yeah, they killed it. They tried to make it the the subscription service included with like iTunes. Yeah. And uh, now I think uh, they do still have <laughs> Apple Music, but uh, I, don't, I don't care enough. Yeah, I don't either. I have iThings. I you, have an iPhone. You know who's killing it? Is is this 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 uh? You know, this guy was once, this is how you know the world passes you by. This guy was once a genius. This guy was once marketing gold. This guy could take anything and make it into magic. And his name was Troyel Garth Brooks. Oh, Troyel. But now this Son guy. Of a bitch, it's happening right now. Is today the day? It's right now. Oh, wow. We should be standing outside of Joe's trying to get an autograph. No shit. 
Uh, so this Garth Brooks guy, world passes him by. He goes, he has some kids. You know, once you have kids, it's over. Like that's that's the beginning of the end. That's you hit forty, you have the kids, it's done. I don't agree with everything you always say, but you know, go ahead. So he disappears. He he lives in in a secluded cave. Uh, with monkeys. Yeah, but did he? Yeah, he did. Well, tra- he, he had trained then monkeys. Then he started doing the Vegas show, which wasn't coming out of retirement. No, no, no. That was just the Vegas show. Everybody's done the Vegas show. Uh, that's Celine Dion, who, by the way, no, I'm but, over. But Garth did it different. He did like a, a one-man show, like the story of Garth Brooks. Yeah, I think a lot of those are like that, though. Are they? Yeah. Okay. I guess Garth is the only one I've seen out there. So Exactly. So this guy, he, he does uh, the Vegas this thing. This guy. Then he, he comes back. He goes back on the radio. And everyone's excited. We go see him. He's at the Rosemont Horizon, his first show ever. That was your wedding gift to my wife and I. We, we got married days later. Wow. It was his first show back. So then he decides to pull all his music off of all the devices, your uh, Apple Music, your iTunes Music, your Spotify Music. All that, he gets erased so he could start the Garth Brooks Music Channel, yep. which I believe to this date has seven subscribers. <laughs> so I mean, that doesn't get released. Three right? of them is are it, his kids. Is it like Netflix where you don't really see what's going on? Probably. Yeah. I've, I have intel, though. I have guys. My guy who's in with the Bears also is in with the Garth Brooks people. Oh, really? Yeah, and he, he's gone ahead and he's told me straight up. Who's the guy in with the Bears? I can't give you my sources, Clark. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you, where are you going over there? Listen, this guy, Clark Lawrenson, my my lovely co-host, this guy, the host, this guy has this phone in his hand 24-7, unless you want to get his address. Suddenly, radio <laughs> silence. <laughs> well, how many times do I have to give you my address? As many as it takes. When was the last time I asked you for mine? Or asked you for yours? I, you've never asked me for your address. I don't know it. You don't know your address. Your address. When was the last time I asked you for your address? You've been coming there for years. Um, today I've been on my phone 33 minutes above average. Uh huh. Yep. Good. So there you go. Except when I need you. Exactly. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Who's more than usual even? Uh, it frustrates me. Most people I don't care if it, if I text them they don't get back to me right away. Within reason. I gotta discuss this. I, Th- this guy, I get pissed because he because every time I see him he's staring at his idiot box. What? Yeah. Come on. Ow. Now, I'd like to thank Clark. There we go. Yep. Uh, I want to ask you, I don't, I never know how to read you because I know that like you wake up for your day around four ish, four thirty, five o'clock, somewhere in there. Right. And you responded to a text of mine earlier uh, in, re- in regards to um, uh, something coming up. There's training camp. Right. In fact, which uh, there's a day that I can go where I have a babysitter okay. lined up. We've got to drop the kids off on the way. So you've sure. got to. They're going to be in the car with us for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I don't mind your kids. Okay. Uh, okay. It's the other baby that's hard to deal with. Oh, hang on. Are you just talking about my wife? No. Is she coming? She's no. going to be at work. No, she's not. She's not. Of course. But I, and then around four o'clock, I mentioned, hey, you know, it's a really hot day outside. Perhaps, perhaps you'd like to come over and instead of being in the sports attic tonight, which hot air rises, as we know, heat rises. Heat yes. does rise. They did just install those heaters. I, I they just did. guessed that they're they always did. on. Uh, and, and I thought, hey, you know what? You know where might be a nice place to do a show on a hot summer Chicago day? In a basement. In the basement studio. Yeah. In the dungeon. And I didn't know quite how to read it. And I wasn't sure of your answer. Like, you give me these vague fucking answers. You're like, 
Yeah, John Jacob Henry or something. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. I don't even know. All right, well, let's go. We're discussing things. Let's go to the uh, videotape here, okay? Let's see the text. What? Yeah. How are you in your place tonight? Hot? Hot question mark. Do you want to do the show from a cool basement? Cool Clark. I said, yeah, okay. John Henry's downstairs. But I didn't know if that meant, hey, yes, let's do that. Like, that wasn't a confirmation. I thought it was, I thought your answer was, yeah, okay, pal. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, oh you want to, yeah, neat. Yeah, okay just, is affirmative. But I thought it meant in larger terms, like, oh, you just want to do the show from your house. Neat. And I thought the next thing I knew, it's going to be like 6, 630, and you're expecting me to do the show from here, you to do the show it's from It's just there. The, the, the disgusting thing in this whole deal is you don't know who John Henry is. And then the only things after that mm-hmm. that I got from you was a GIF. I, I go with GIF. I do say GIF, like the originator of it says, of a penguin carrying a suitcase. So that I thought maybe because I'd asked you to bring a mic, cable, and trunks if you'd like. Trunks, of course, if you wanted to jump in the studio pool. Uh, and, uh, and maybe some cans. So you just sent me pictures of things packing, which I think the last one confirmed that you were coming, like the suitcase, the stuff. By the penguin with the briefcase, surely I had a top hat on. That's clearly me coming here. You always wear a top hat? Do I not walk like that? (laughs) Yeah, you absolutely Yeah, okay. So walk like that. Perfect. Hang on. I hope hope you can see this. Wow, look at this. It's getting high tech in the the basement. For those watching on Facebook. When he's in the attic, all he does is put a whiskey bottle There's in. the me-me's that you do. Speaking of which, you got my Centauri uh, medium balls going on over here. Things must be going well. No, these are, lo- these are gutter balls. Just in, the Cubs are down one nothing. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in here uh, to the sports basement. You know, I got... That doesn't have the ring. I believe it was the first that time... That doesn't have the ring. I think it was the first time you and Lauren got a place. My housewarming gift to you was the original George Washington painting. Number one. The OG. The dollar bill, y'all. That was my favorite Fourth of July meme this year was uh, George on the 3rd of July saying, have fun at work tomorrow, Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that was so clever. Yeah, yeah. Not a big fan of the British. We've gone through this. But, of course, uh, then I, I found one, one of them is just the cover. The Ric Flair one's just the cover. Oh, there's no magazine behind it? No, but okay. the Taker one is the magazine. Yeah. And then uh, I'm not sure about the Diesel one, what okay. is what. But, uh, yeah, and you have done a fine job. Earlier today I asked you about, about these, and the Ric Flair, you knew the year. Yeah. You knocked it out of the park. Yeah. 1992. Okay. Uh, the Undertaker one, you knocked it out of the park, also 92, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, I didn't have a subscription my whole life to it, so right. you could probably do it down. But then I thought, I thought, and I think maybe you'll get thrown off if I go with the diesel one for you. Yeah. Do you have any guess on when that one could be? I thought we did it. Oh. Well, what year would you say if we, if we did do it? I think I said 94. Yep, yeah. and that is correct, yeah. uh, which is the year that you went to SummerSlam. Correct. So this makes a lot of sense. When Diesel was a big deal. Yeah. Right. When you booed, uh, you booed a Men on and a Mission, mission the right. face, double thumbs down, which you can find on the Larcher and Lawrence and Facebook page somewhere, the picture of it. I, of course, screenshot it. But can you get a month? Now that I remind you that you were at SummerSlam, earlier you didn't want to go with a month for that Diesel one. But here, let's uh, February. So it says premium Diesel on it. 
Mm-hmm. Will Champ check out of Heartbreak Hotel? Yeah. Raw Lex, Luger on the level. And then it says The Geek and the Lunatic. And that one is Jameson returns. Oh, that's March. To interview the Mistress of Mayhem. That's March. Wait, who is that? Who is the Geek and the Lunatic? Is that ring a bell? Uh, yeah, Psycho Sid and Jameson. Oh, okay. Uh, July. You, I mean, but you were close. Oh! I'll be back. The Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Some of my sound effects get turned down. I see how that works. No, 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 no. Well, the Bears didn't get Robbie Gold. Uh, that that is a disappointing news. I woke up to this morning. That is an actual, absolute fact at this point, right? I went to bed with you tweeting the president like a lunatic, and then uh, I saw that uh, Gold uh, went just, ahead and uh, just letting the president know yeah. that that this aggression will <laughs> not stand. Crazy. This aggression will not stand. That is crazy. Why? I can't voice my opinion. Yeah, I think people who... If he's allowed to tweet like such an asshat like that, then I am too. I think people who tweet the president are a little crazy. I think that the president tweeting is crazy. So you got to match the crazy with the crazy. So I woke up to Clark going lunatic fringe on the president. And then uh, next thing you know, uh, I, I see Robbie Gold is staying in San Francisco. I thought you were a fan Francisco. of it. You, you told me I was preaching it. I was like, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, because you're such a pious Good guy. Thanks. No. You are the definition of pi- uh, piety. I, I hold the president to a little bit of a higher standard than I hold myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. So long, as, sucker! As, as you should. Uh-huh. All right, well, then that's very nice of you. So Robbie Gold is uh, is not going to be a Chicago Bear. He's staying with the San Francisco 49ers. They paid him a lot of money. And uh, I, I still think, like, he would have been – it would have been wonderful if we got him. It would have been symbolic of moving forward, of championships – of the final piece in this final countdown to uh, a possible Bears Super Bowl run. But at the end of the day, I think he probably costs too much. And uh, I think we're going to be fine at kicker. I really do. I feel like we're going to find somebody. We're going to get somebody out of the trash heap. We're going to find some guy who's bagging groceries right now. And uh, he's, he's going to be good. He's going to be the next urban legend in Chicago. I think so as well. Uh, I'll tell you this about, Robbie, I'm I'm happy for the guy, and I'm pretty sure that he did a great job of using coming home to Chicago as leverage to sign that deal. Like he got, sure. he, got he got paid pretty good. He he's not doing terrible. I'll be nine. What do you get? He got two years guaranteed, and uh, and he has four years. Some big money too for a kicker. Oh, absolutely. Which is great. I don't. I don't think the Bears would have been shelling that out for him. He would have probably taken the hometown discount. But it's two years, ten point five, fully guaranteed, including an option clause, and they could turn that into a four-year, nineteen million dollar deal that includes fifteen million guaranteed. So in twenty twenty-one, Robbie's going to be a Bear, and by then he'll be really no, sliding. No, no, no. We, exactly. By then he'll be sliding like crazy. He may retire a Bear. That's what I'm saying. I think he'll do the one season, though. You know, like uh, like uh, guys go back. Griffey Jr. went back to Seattle for one season. Did you know Option Claus is the great-great-grandson of Santa Claus? No shit. Yeah. All right. Huh. By the way, I, I, got a, I got actual footage from this morning of uh, you tweeting the president and the, the president oh, tweeting. Yeah. 
There it is. Yeah, that was him tweeting. Uh-huh. No, no, that was you. That was you. That wasn't my. That was him tweeting. Oh boy, what an exciting day! I slept. And then, okay, so John Henry Clark. Yes. He, he's he's a he's an American folk hero. Of course. Who he he was an African American, who was the fastest uh, nail driver in the land. Okay. So when they were building the railroads, he took his hammer and he can nail hammers faster than anybody in the land to get those spikes down. So what I was saying was they were downstairs hammering. Okay, so that was the reference there. Then it goes a little over your head. You so, you were having construction work in the apartment below you. They were hammering. That's why I woke up when I did and was able to text you. Would that have been difficult to just say, hey, there's construction here anyway, so that works? I was being clever. I was being intelligent. I was trying to be humorous, but uh, apparently did, – Did we learn – Right we learn, over the head. Did we learn anything here, Al Archer? Yes. Clark, did good. That, good. Go as long good as you're school. learning, I just want to make sure that you are learning. So John Henry, one day – a guy came to town, Clark, and he said to John Henry, he said, John Henry, I got a machine that's going to take your job. I got a machine that's the fastest hammer and nail machine in the land. And and all the workers said, no way, John Henry could beat that machine. So the machine and John Henry set up a race. And by the time John Henry nailed 12 nails in, the machine was only at nine. John Why didn't Henry, you just tell me that, that you were talking about the guy who went against the... Uh, John Henry beat the machine, and then he dropped dead. You know what? I like beating the machine. I think. I bet you do beat the machine, machine every night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait a minute. What are you talking about? You know. Uh, who is, do, you know do you know who's set up to play uh, to next portray John Henry uh, on, on the screen? Oh, they're making a movie of this. Uh-huh. Oh, now you'll know what John Henry is. In October of 2018, but, it was announced that Blank will portray the character in an upcoming film exclusive to Netflix titled John Henry and the Statesman. If the I was intended to be the first installment in a shared universe that centers around heroes of legend and folklore from various ethnic groups and cultures. Well, I hope Johnny Appleseed gets his place. Jake Caston will direct the film from a script written by Tom Wheeler. The film is co-produced between Seven Bucks Productions, Netflix Original Films, and Flynn Pictures. Ah, so they have a low budget. Um, Who do you imagine is going to play? Well, if I was casting it, I would get the guy who played uh, Detective uh, Baldwin Jones on NYPD Blue. I do, I do like that. I we, like that as a move. You don't even know who that is, though. Uh, it, it rings a bell. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he, he's, a, he's a big dude, good actor. A large black, black dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. It's it's John Henry. Those are things that I would like. I think that you should. I think they should get a redheaded woman to play John Henry, though. So I'm gonna go um, Lucille Ball. That is incorrect. No. Wait, hang on. Sorry, we're in the basement. So that is incorrect. Okay, I am gonna go. Let's see. Think. You know who'd be perfect would be Mark Henry. You're not that far off. Yeah. You're not that far off, but you got to think. Ahmed Johnson in his heyday would have been perfect. You're well, even but... you're even closer now via the name. The Rock. Dwayne yes. Johnson will portray the character in the upcoming Netflix film, which is why you didn't go with him is because, as you mentioned, you go, oh, low budget. 
because The Rock is a big budget That's fucking it is. movie. Star. I mean, that is. The is there man. a big? Is there a bigger box office? There draw? is not a bigger draw than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Unbelievable. That that's interesting. That'll be fun with him playing that role. So is he is the throwback Raw tonight or is it next week? Oh, I have no. I would imagine it's next week because tonight you probably have to tie up a lot of loose ends from last night's ex- Extreme Rules pay per view. These dopes on the torch were like. Uh, well, the reason they're doing it is because they got to pop the ratings, so they got to have a... That's the Greenville Jagoff. Well, I mean, it is going to pop the ratings. Right, right, right. But, but they, they were like, oh, this is a spur-of-the-moment thing. And I look, you know why they're doing it? The show's in fucking Tampa. That's where they all live. Wrestlers retire in ta- Tampa. Yes, yes. Like 90% like, of wrestlers are in Tampa. They're all going to be coming here anyway. We'll put them on fucking TV exactly. and bump the ratings. Let's go. Absolutely, I don't give them. Then you shit fly in Austin, and you know you got yourself a deal. Wow, fly him in, huh? Hey, yeah. oh shit, that that'll jump the gun on it a little bit. I did have time to catch the Kevin Owens match. I definitely, oh, I told yeah. you that I only caught a few of the Extreme Rules matches. Somehow, I had time for the Owens, and I fucking loved it. I'll be honest, I K-O. loved it. Get in there, do your business, son. Yeah, straight up, Gunner, get the there. fuck out. Oh, yeah, that was such a tribute, right to him too. Walks in, I think who Dolph gives him the finger, right? And then he just stuns him and yeah. pins him. Yep, absolutely. Oh, they I, need more matches like that. I love that. I bet he loved it. Yeah, lot of lot of lot of wrestling this weekend. By the way, I won uh, I won the second place prize in the pro wrestling tees drawing. Oh fuck! Oh, I should have brought the I should have brought the video of it. That would have been interesting. Oh, absolutely. The guy couldn't pronounce my name. Did they send you the video? Or no, 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 I went there? to the website. I went to the, uh, the, the VIP uh, Pro okay. Wrestling Peace yep. thing, and it was on there. And, uh, you know, they pulled the first name. The owner guy pulls the first name, the little Weasley fella. And then, uh, you know, you know his, his, the Stooge guy, the guy who's always with him. He's uh, a bigger fella. Yeah, I can't recognize he, him. He's funny. Yeah. He's, he's a good dude. Uh, he's, he's a guy out there getting it done. You know, he's doing all the work. Yeah, and he's also the one where you can tell he's the funny one. So they have him pull the next couple names, and I think I was like the third or fourth name. They only pulled five names. So, did you have to be in the group? No, no, no. It was open. And how did you enter it? You had to buy raffle tickets. Oh, you bought tickets. Yeah. How much were the raffle tickets? A buck a piece. Oh, that's fucking easy. Yeah. I bought the night before. Huh? I did it the night before the drawing. I'll be damned. And you you did not tweet me a, a heads up on it at all. I was three places away from getting second row. Andrew and I. Would have had the first row tickets, <laughs> so I'd have been sitting in in the one hundred section. Either you, yeah, you or, and some random just sold the tickets. You and some random guy would have been up there in the. Uh, or I would have tried to bought you out. Would we have would we have given tickets away on the show, on no. our show? Then I don't think so. Why would we not? Because of the value. I don't. I don't. I don't think our listeners are worth that much. Wow. Yeah, I don't. You I thank you for listening. I you, appreciate Al it. Al Archer was the one just speaking, folks. In case you you, you aren't a regular listener. Of no, the here's show. the deal. Here's the deal. Let's say I got front row tickets, and for some reason I brought you with me. Now we have two tickets in the hundreds, right? I don't know what they're going for on uh, on eBay or uh, what do you call those things now? Uh, yeah, ticket hubs, stub hubs, stub the hubs, the ticket hubs. I don't. I, you, you go on to the little ticket sites, and uh, let's see. I'm gonna go on StubHub right now and look up all out. Let's say those tickets are a grand a piece. 
we could use that two thousand hours to invest in the show and make this a better show. You know, we we could buy some new equipment. Sure, that's a great point. You know, we we could maybe book a guest and pay them. What like, if we sold one of it, the but. seats and then we gave one of them away, so they're sitting next to each other? That'd be perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, that's there. fine. The buyout raffle. Let's see how many tickets you need. Two. Do you know what uh, section we're in? I believe we're in one seventeen. All right. Are you on the stubs? Yeah, they're really not that expensive. So maybe we would have given them away. About two fifty each. Oh, for one hundred? Yeah, yeah, oh, for one seventeen. Yeah. Like I said, we'd probably give them away. Uh, row six and one seventeen, two twenty three. So yeah. yeah, we would have talked about it. Row six, the three thirty four. So there's some. Row four, three seventy five. So it ranges. I'm not sure where we're at in that section. How high? Yeah, those are decent seats. They're all right. Now, second row is going for, or first row, let's see here. I found a second row ticket. They're grand apiece. A grand? Yeah. Wow, that seems, weren't they going for quite a bit more the last time? Well, that's the camera side. Okay. All right. Uh, On the non-camera side, you're looking at uh, 600 a ticket. Row four. Row one is two grand. So, yeah. It okay. depends what your wants are. Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty much what it boils down to. That was a weird setup they had in uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> ah. well, it looked like they were in some, like, community theater that uh, I think they announced it during the show, Fight for the Fallen, you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, what did they call it? Daily? It was the Daily Plaza. Daily Plaza. Um, in uh, Daily's Place. Daily's Place. In Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's an amphitheater. Yeah. So, the, so the, it's like a, they do they do theater productions there. Or well, music. Or music, you know? The ring was like where the stage would be, a little bit off the right. stage. And then, and the, yeah, there was high rising. I thought they were in the end zone of the stadium. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. No, I didn't hate it, though. It, it's it, all right. It was weird in that you'd never seen anything like it uh, in wrestling. Maybe it kind of gave the feeling of that first ever Monday Nitro. Okay. Uh, the one from the uh, Mall of America, if you recall. It did kind of have that, uh, that feeling. Had that feel of, well, this isn't a wrestling arena, but this is what it is. Um, Fight for the Fallen, again, the big shows right now for AEW while they're waiting to go to TV in October. Of course, the prelude to the whole company was all out. Um, and then the first show, which, you know, they, they still do the, the being elite started their own thing and that led into double or nothing. Yeah. They gave the promo there, but double or nothing is one of their top shows. Like it may not be their WrestleMania, maybe all out proves to be, I hope that we can prove that, that Chicago is the place. It should be to do this show. Um, And then they have these other shows in between that are free to stream on BR Live and things like that. Um, So it's a free show. So I don't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect of Fighter Fest. And I don't know. I didn't know what to expect from Fight for the Fallen. Because, you know, obviously these are just setups. It's kind of nice for me to see them do, you know, every couple of weeks. It's like having a weekly show to set it up. Yeah. But you're not having to just fill a ton of time with things that don't matter. 
Well, the show went really. I thought it was long. I thought it was too much wrestling, and uh, they could have cut a, that Cody. The Cody Bucks match was just just too damn long. Way too long. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good enough to be that long. It was still a great match, but you, well, you could have done it with ten minutes off of it. They even cut him off. Yeah, in the post match promo, they cut the. Well, did you see? You saw the end of the promo, right? Yeah. Did you? You know what Kenny Omega's tagline is, right? Absolutely. No, no, no. But I'm talking about when they came out with the check. One of the Jacksons was right, talking, right, right. still cutting the promo about the roads. They're ready to hug it out. Yeah. And then the music starts playing for them to come out with a check because they were running out of time. Right, right. So they said, but they really weren't. It was weird. The whole thing was I weird. think the old man had to go to bed. Yeah, old man Khan was out there yeah, with the most. I thought, I thought maybe Cider's like, get this fucking thing going. You told me I'd be out there at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And now it's 11.30. I, I could see that. Something like that. So the, the, they were raising money for gun violence. And, of course, Kenny Omega's uh, closing quote is, And he does a gun gesture Right With the bang Man, everybody was warning him the yeah, whole time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I got it He's like, I know It feels like me when I'm working at, I'm in radio Ten grand. Cody just announced it like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I gave the most of anybody here Besides <laughs> the guy with the mustache I understand, I can't do the bang I'm surprised nobody like shook the guy with the mustache's hand There was no like uh, sucking up moment I kept waiting for it yeah, no shit. You know, like Dustin I, walking I over, too, giving him a handshake. I was surprised they brought him out. In fact, I would have thought it would have been Tony. Yeah. It would have been the kid. I mean, they showed him pre-show. They showed Tony? No, no, no. They showed the, the old man. The uh, mustached d- man. During the show, because they, the, they were showing their celebrities. Yeah, right, right. Which he was the biggest one. Because then they had to go to their uh, two guys. They're setting something up for a show. Well, they went. Were they the pri- not the primetime players? Uh, the. No, 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 they went. They went from like uh, the mustached man, the Jags owner, to I think there was like a celebrity there, like oh. a B celebrity. And then, I think, and then they went to the drunk, the drunk, the two drunk promoters law firm. Yeah, yeah, promoters. yeah. The, who, the guys are drunk berating somebody as the cameras on them. But the guy standing up in front, I don't think was a part of the law firm. I think he was just in the way of the shot of the two guys. I think the two brothers, whatever the law firm was, that was yeah, yeah. It. They were behind him. I think the drunk guy was just standing up out of his element in front of the shot of the two guys. And then the one, the one law firm guy looked like the Miz's father with the with the red, bright red, beet red he face, yelling at people. He was drunk off his ass, yelling. And the show just started. I didn't think he was part of the law firm. I thought he was the drunk yeah, guy right. in front of the two law firm guys. And it might have been, but it looked like it was him. No, no, that was one of the law firm. You're guys. sure? I'm like ninety percent sure. Okay. All right. So they go to the law firm guys, and yeah, then they go to the wrestlers. <laughs> so it was really just getting a big promo out, yeah, for the for the law firm, and then that as well. They didn't draw the big names, which we do know there's some celebrities that go to AEW. Yeah. Oh, I think one of the celebrities was uh, one of the Jacks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They did go to a Jacks. They did play. Go one to Jacks. Jacks play. Play. Which yeah, get the local guys for sure. What did you think of Sonny Kiss? The um, the gay, the flamboyant gay wrestler wearing the Ramsey jersey, like the cutoff belly oh, shirt. Oh, he kissed the guy in the in the crowd. No, 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 no. That was oh. that was later. Oh, I didn't catch it. Oh, in the opening, the opening match. Oh, that might have been pre-show. I skimmed oh, yeah, the Sonny pre-show. Kiss was pre-show. So, yeah, Sonny Kiss, who's uh, he's an African American fellow, very flamboyant. Yeah. Very openly gay. Good guy. He was fighting the librarians. The crowd was really behind him. 
And he, he came out with the Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleaders because he's a professional dancer. Oh, that's amazing. And he did the dancing. Did he rock it? And then he, he was wearing a uh, – yeah, he was good. What? He had a Ramsey yeah. jersey with, uh, like, the belly cut off. Like so. Gordon Ramsey? No, like uh, the, the the cornerback of the Jaguars. Jalen Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Cool. Great. What are you doing over there? Just writing notes. With a big black marker? Were you signing autographs while the show's going on? All the Clark bars out there? This one goes out to Little Al. No, no. Little Al doesn't need any autographs. <laughs> got, big Al's got too many. <laughs> yep. I think I'm going to be moving some stuff into your uh, attic over here in your basement. You got some storage space? Yeah, we got some storage space if you need it. Do you need outdoor yeah. storage or indoor storage? I got both. Uh, indoor. I like to. I like. I have a classic car. I'd like to park in the garage too. I don't know if there's any space available for that. What are you paying? Huh? What are you paying? Two hundred a month. Okay. Yeah. You're in. Tell that You're other in. piece of shit out of there. Hit that some bitch. I'm in. <laughs> it's an old PT Cruiser. Classic. Classic. What year? Uh, I think it's an O2. They just the PT Cruiser. They took. They made basically they had the neon, and it's the neon frame. Do you know this about it? No. The PT Cruiser. I feel like you're slandering my was vehicle built right now. On top of the neon frame, like they just built something new. They're like, we're done with neon, but we need to build something for a certain type of person. Which, Al, if anybody ever would drive a PT Cruiser, you know it's you. It's a perfect. Car. I just regret not naming my my PT Cruiser Peter Tom Willis. You named it Addison. I know, but P.T. Willis would have been great. That was one of my first Bears autographs. Him and Ron Rivera signed this Bears jacket that I had up in Platteville. Nice. Which, by the way, we, we do need to we'll, – we'll talk about it later, but it seems like uh, babysitters have been acquired in the annual Larcher and Lawrence trip to Bourbon A. Even though they're only doing eight practices, Al, eight practices available at training camp this year for the Bears. Eight for the, for the public. Chumping Jilligers. We're going. It we sounds are. like it's it sounds good, uh, man. Hey Siri. Yes, Clark. Remind me to book the tickets for Bears training camp in two hours. Okay. I added book the tickets for Bears training camp to your reminders. It's due in two hours. Sweet. Wow, look at you. We're set. You don't have to pay for them, but you have to book them online. How silly is that? Are we going to go to that restaurant? <sighs> Maybe. No, you know what? I'm I'm over nostalgia. I'm done with nostalgia. Wait, never again? Never again. You'll never do nostalgia again? No. I'm done with it. I think it's overdone now. Everything's nostalgia. We're going to find a brand new restaurant that smells clean. I don't even fuck its chain. I don't give a shit if we're going to Bob Evans. I'll it go tastes to Bob better. Evans. Oh, my God. What is there a Cracker Barrel on the way? There better be. If there's a Cracker Will you go? I'll go to Cracker Barrel. Can we play the triangle game? I don't, or the triangle uh, golf tee game? Is that with those pin the things? Tees? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, it's not my specialty. I'll go to the Cracker Barrel with you, Al. I would happily go to the I'll buy some jam. So, on the pre-show, Sonny Kiss did defeat Peter Avalon. Yeah, the librarian. Shh. Uh, and then... Uh, That one might be me. It could. There's a chance that it's me. It, it could just be in our ears too. Good stop. It seems like we're doing. Yeah. 
I feel like it's my tablet. I feel like it's always my tablet. Oh. Yeah, I just unplugged the I tablet. I think we just got to the bottom of something here. Because they usually, yeah, yeah, that makes everyone crazy. I mean, it drives us nuts. I don't know if the listeners hear it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Well, it's uh it's fucking. I wonder if it's because if it's potted up, they might hear it. So then, B. <laughs> Arthur and Shoko Nakaami defeated Doctor B. B. Arthur's Bay. dead. Oh, B. Priestley. Yeah, B. Priestley. And Shoko Nakajama defeated Doctor Bree Baker. Britt. Britt. Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Riho. Riho. In a tag team match. Yeah, uh, not not pretty, not pretty. Sloppy match, very sloppy match. Um, it came out afterwards that uh, Britt Baker was concussed early in the match. She kind of had the Goldberg thing going on. At one point, she she oh, tagged no, no kidding. She tagged in the wrong Asian lady. So wait, she tagged in the a- Asian lady from the other team. Yeah, they both had an Asian tag team partner, oh, and yeah, great. she went she went to the wrong. And was she that tagged just, them in. was that storyline or no no she was out of it. Let me tell you this. I do think AEW is doing a fine job of blending reality with uh, kayfabe. Like, there are some things going on during the show when I'm like, huh, interesting. Was that meant to happen? I think most of the screw-ups are pretty evident. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There are quite a few. There are. This wasn't a perfect show. You know, Absolutely this wasn't – No. This wasn't – the last couple ones gotten a lot of hype. I've seen people who gave it kind of a thumbs in the middle. No one gave it a thumbs down, which is true. Definitely wasn't a thumbs down show. Uh, thumbs in the middle seems appropriate. Yeah. Thumbs up seems appropriate as well. It's kind of like a, you know, a seven out of ten. You know, you got the passing grade. Maybe maybe a seventy-five. Yeah. Okay. Um. Did you, by chance, um, well, the next match fe- features a young man named uh, MJF in the opening match of the Fight for the Fallen show. What are you going to be besides an opera singer? Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm going to be an opera singer and a wrestler. A wrestler? Who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, Goldberg and... The Rock. Goldberg and The do Rock. you know who's speaking? You know, they really I do. haven't been an opera singing wrestler yet. <laughs> that could be your whole shtick. You could say, I'm going to throw That's Rosie O'Donnell. Like and that, this is the know? old Rosie O'Donnell television You know what I like show. best about the tape you sent in? Yeah. She used to bring on that cute you kids. You sang that song, You Want My Sunshine, yeah. 14 times in a row. I'd say a shittier version of that. You Ellen. just didn't feel like you got it right? Is that what, what, what Take it easy, next? Trump. Yeah. You just kept going, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking at over there? Nothing. Nothing? Are you sure? I got played. Yeah. Are you looking for a surprise? You think I have a surprise for you? Yeah. Do you ever watch this show? Yeah. 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 Sometimes we give people surprises, right? Yeah. So he talked yeah, about wanting to be a wrestler. Right. Shrek ears? Yep. And what ended up happening? He's now MJF, one of the most over heels in wrestling. Oh, my God. He's... I... Call me a mark, but he is a fantastic heel. Yeah, I'm on the mic. Like, I, and I mean, forgive me, but maybe I don't catch all of his. But that was MJF on the Rosie O'Donnell show when he was just a little tyke, talking about becoming a professional wrestler, and now he is. Do you know the local comedian? Awesome. His name is like Ruff, Russell uh, Williamson. Russell, he's a bigger fella. Yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Uh-huh. 
He was on Showtime at the Apollo when he was a kid. No kidding. And I've seen video footage of that. Yeah, oh, that's fun. Yep, 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 yep. That's fun. Uh, I mean, there's always things with celebrities. MJF, it coming out that he was actually a part of. You're gonna get to that. wear this, and you're it, gonna get to go have lunch. It there blows me away. At the WWF yeah. restaurant. How about that? Oh, they sent him to the WWF yeah. restaurant in Times Square. Yeah. That lasted a whole like two years. Really nice you really sure. you want to sing us out the commercial? What? You want to sing us out the commercial? Please? Go ahead. You mean sing it? Sure. Sing it. Uh-oh. Sing it right now? No, what now? Two, two times? times? Yeah, two times. Wow. Oh, my sunshine, my only sunshine, you'll you make, make me happy. Top heel in AEW right here. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't make it as an opera singer. He was a he was a heel then. Yeah, yeah. Little did we know. <laughs> Little heel in the making. Unreal. Yeah. So uh, they uh, they kicked off the actual show then. Uh, it was MJF, Sammy Guerrero, Sean Spears, uh, Perfect Ten. Uh, they went up against uh, Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Was MJF in that match? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did the the backflip that uh, Ty Dillinger does. Ty Dillinger used to do the backflip, and Sean Spears, and then he would yeah. land it, and then he would do the ten thing. Okay. And uh, with his hands, and uh, so MJF did it, and he did the ten thing right in his face, and then gave him the finger. And they were partners, were they? Oh, it must have been Janela who did it and gave him the finger. Oh yeah, or, yeah, or that maybe would Darby. Make more sense. Janela had a little bit of a street fight recently. Did you see that? No, what went down what? with Janela? No, the Blink 182 concert? Oh, I caught something. What the hell happened to him over at Blink 182? He was at Blink 182 is still performing? Yeah. Is it that Travis Barker guy who had his own reality show? Is he still there? Uh, you ma- you got to make gotta... the shape of an L on your forehead. My other question to you, if you were uh, looking for me to give you a chance, uh, was do people still sing like all the small things once in a great while or uh, – uh, what's my age again? What's my age again? Blink One Eighty Two is one of the most highly requested karaoke. Bullshit bands. today. Today. Oh yeah. my god, and that has not songs, changed. Those two songs. Yeah, what's my age songs. again? And, and uh, yeah, I took her out. It was a Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah wow. I thought that would die by now. It's it's interesting to see the evolution of karaoke because there were songs that were hot in nineteen ninety nine and two thousand and three. That I thought, oh, these songs will never die because they came out 20 years ago. Yeah. But they did die. I think it takes like 20 to 30 years sometimes for songs. Well, to... you know what really pissed me? Number one, Celine oh. Dion's got to go. I am so sick of Celine Dion. If I never heard another you just... fucking Celine Dion song in my let, life. Let me tell you this, Al. What if you all of a sudden just selected every Celine Dion song? Yeah. And then you accidentally, oops, fell and hit a button and I happened to say delete. Because the, what if it happened to the say indignant look on the faces of people who requested. You just go, I don't know what happened. Nothing what, here. What, nothing what do you mean you don't have? It's all coming back to me now. Are oh. you kidding me? Oh, What do you have? You're a karaoke bar. Yeah. It, it gets oh. so, they get so disgusted and angry Playboy with you. Playboy said, well, I'm calling Ogre. Yeah, yeah. They get Ogre on the line. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you can't do that. People get fucking 
at best. If if it's late in the night, I might say somebody sang it already. Yeah, that's a great call. But I had the other night. I you swear ever tell to God, you walk in first song of the night and just go, "Sorry, somebody sang it already." That literally happened this Shut week. Shut up. That's what you're saying. No, no, no. I they came up to me and there's a couple songs I really dislike, and they every one of their requests they started, was oh, those. Uh, it was it's all coming back to me. Uh, Love Shack, Bohemian Rhapsody. And by the way, Bohemian Rhapsody was almost dead, Clark. It went from an every night song to once uh, Saturday night, maybe once a week. Wait, and what then, happened? And then that fucking movie came out. Wayne's World. No, Clark. <laughs> the fucking movie about Freddie Mercury. Oh, it's an all the time. Do you get others, though? Like, don't stop me now. Sure. Okay. Don't stop, a lot of Queen. And since that movie came out, all Radio Radio Gaga now is a. Are there a lot of bad Queen? Yeah, because oh, there's only one Freddie Mercury. How many times a night do you re- request for Bohemian Rhapsody now? Oh, it's a, it's every night. And you see, and we're not ripping on the music. No, at all. Or the we're customers. The that, but they're doing they're doing what you go to a karaoke bar to do. Yes. However, you're hearing really bad versions right. of people trying to do Freddie Mercury. Every night. Every night. More than once. Twice right? on Sundays. Did you catch in the industry page somebody asking, uh, what is something annoying? What what uh what songs got ruined for you? I did see that, work yeah. And it was just like, I'm not even fucking looking at this. Yeah, no, no, no. Ever, yeah. Anything that was, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, my life is Don't Stop Believing. That's the theme of the song of my life. Which was actually successfully banned from the place that I used to work at for three years. Wow. Which, in retrospect, not the right move. No. You never want to ban music. No, but it was... Unless it's R. Kelly. <laughs> it's okay to ban You're this on this music. side now? I mean, I guess, yeah. I'm against banning anything, but if you're going to ban something, you know, maybe... You ban it on guy. people that are shitheads. Uh, so uh, the the heels won that match. The MGF, Sam Aguero, Sean Spears. Right. Um, was that something you enjoyed to kick off a match? I'll be honest. All there was so much wrestling this week. I watched all of it, but I saw none of it. If that makes oh, any amazing. sense. Yeah. Well, uh, did you catch that? <laughs> that I enjoyed that match. Yeah. That Brandy Rhodes had her first match. Oh my god! AEW? What a what a disaster! Yeah. What did you think? I'll be honest. I didn't get to see much of the match. She can't wrestle. No, she can't, huh? And here's a lady who's like, I have to, I don't get handed anything. I have to work harder to be able to do it. Well, if you want to work harder, honey, go on the indies and work three months on your ass going show to show and learn how to wrestle. Learn the craft. You are getting special advantages. Or maybe she doesn't wrestle here. Maybe she plays a different role here. and then the, the one of the worst things about it is one of the most hated characters in WWE is the confusion of Stephanie McMahon, who's who she goes out there and she's like, "That's a good I point. love Connor's Cure. I love sick children. Sick children make my day. Sick children are delightful because we can help them." And then she goes on and then she goes on Raw and she's like, "All the women here are disgusting and everybody should die." So. Brandy Rhodes is playing the exact same character. She's coming out before shows talking about the, uh, the the audio thing and the sensory organs and 
and, and uh, equality for women in wrestling and equal pay, and she shouldn't be handed, and nobody should be handed Which anything. Which is great. That's great to play that role. That's fine. But then she goes out there and plays a, a heel character in the ring. Why? It's it's yeah, it's it's crazy. You're getting some of that with Cody too. So she won the match versus versus Allie. Right. Uh, she had Awesome Kong in her corner, of course. Right. What did this set up? Well, Aja Kong then comes out. Who, Awesome the Kong. The 30-year legend of Japan. Mm-hmm. One of the baddest women on the planet. No offense to Ronda Rousey, but uh, Aja Kong will hit you with a toaster. Yep. So Aja Kong comes out, and they went face-to-face, and I'm hoping at All Out we get that match of the... Uh, I mean, that's what we're getting, right? I would think so. It seems like it's pretty set up. Uh, maybe Maybe they want to keep it keep building towards it. Maybe we get a taste of it, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if we got Aja versus uh, awesome and uh, all out. I think that'd be a fun match. I know you're not into it because you don't, you don't know anything, but uh, for a wrestling fan, for a purist, that's a Did, hell of a match. Didn't Aja Kong show up at, at all in? She was, uh, no, not at all in. She was a double or nothing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 No, I, Oh, awesome Kong. Yeah. Yeah. I know Aja. Awesome Kong was, came out somewhere. Was she at All In? She was at Double or Nothing. Yeah. But I thought Aja Kong came out at All In. No, I feel like it was another AEW. Because we got, we got a good women's match with, like, uh, uh, yeah. the, the, the Tessa Blanchard was in it. and uh, Man, I kind of wish she was involved here because she's, she's doing a few interesting things. Hey, Al Archer's watching. She's all the rage. Nope. I got my eyes on you. I'll be darned. Uh, yeah, I saw Tessa Blanchard and who's now Sarah Logan in the main event at Revolution Pro Wrestling. Not the European, not the UK Revolution Pro uh-huh. that gets all of the hype. But oh, it's the one show I didn't see. Yeah, Revolution Pro down here, and uh, they headlined for their title. Uh, of course, Sarah Logan then was known as Crazy Mary. Uh, it was in a gymnasium that was absolutely no. It was a big. It was like a VFW. Mm. Which you and I have been trying to get to a show at a VFW for quite some time. We have. We'd like to be announced, uh, invited to be the announcers or even the commentators or something. Whatever. Well, I have experience. I mean, I am a broadcast legend, and uh, I was I, once a, a commissioner of a wrestling. I've been Federation. hosting my own show since 2012 myself. So, what show is that? It's Larcher and Lawrence in the Live at the Sports Center. What's your first name? Uh, by by alphabet. Yeah. Yep, because of where it comes up in the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Larcher. Yeah. But Lawrence and L O is after L A. So uh-huh. You are low. You are low. <sighs> so the Dark Order wrestled against Angelico and Jack Evans and a boy and his dinosaur. And yeah. a boy and his dinosaur, of course, was Jungle Boy and Lucas. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. And they brought Marco Stunt. They brought the midget out, yeah. They brought the little fella out in a three-way tag team match. That guy's 22. Uh, The short fella? Yeah, the little fella. He's not 15. No, he's not 15, but I mean 22. You think about it. That's a kid. How big is that guy? He's under five. You think he's under five foot? I don't think so. Maybe not. Here. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, Hunt, how tall is Marco's stunt? Here's what I found. 
How tall is Marco Stunt? I found this on the web. Thank you. No, she, she's she's doing the good work. <laughs> He's today. known as Mr. Fun Size. Okay, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, Fun Size, I think it's five foot, right about there. Five two. Five two. Uh, I'll be honest. Like I thought out of this whole thing that I thought the team that should have won was Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus. I think they're the ones that you want to advance to all out for an opportunity at a first round bye in the World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Well, they're building up this other team. They're they're working hard to build up Evil, Uno, and Stu Grayson, the Dark Order. Yeah, the Dark Order, which to me feels like a really bad WCW gimmick from the 90s. It is so, like... They come out, they have, like, like slaves that are human furniture, and, uh, yeah, it's weird. But are they... They don't do anything with the lights. They don't do anything... To, like, set it up, like, Undertaker style or yeah. the old, like, dark no. brood uh, or the brood in uh, WWE, well, which which maybe you don't have to. Uh, are you already making plans for after the show? About a mile What are you doing? Huh? Making plans for after? No, I'm just, I'm just, I want to know when Dairy Queen closes. Which one are you looking for? There's one over here on Irving Park just down the That's street. That's the one I'm looking for, but you're talking here, and now I hit the wrong button. I'll go over there with you if you'd like. What time? Whatever you want to do. What time is Dairy Queen open till? It's open till whenever you'd like. <laughs> All right, good to know. All right, well, that wraps up the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been lovely. No, uh, this this Marco stunt, and you know, I know you're arguing with me just to argue, which what gets am I really fucking annoying sometimes. But what, what uh, Aubrey Aubrey Evans, the referee, is tall. Okay, she's a tall referee. She, she's one of, she's not the tallest referee in, in the bald guy is the tallest referee in that federation. She who is tall. She might be one of the shortest referees in AEW. No, look at the cast photo, which is just as tall as everybody else. You show me the. I saw her in the ring with three other referees at the same time, and there was no one shorter than her. Oh, bullshit. They were all the same height, maybe, but there was no one shorter than her in the ring. Oh, bullshit. So you watch matches all the time with refs that are taller. It just bothered you because she was a woman. Oh, this is so outrageous. And you noticed her. Number one. And she was. WWE and most wrestling promotions know. Like, if you have a taller referee. You put them in mat. You put them in matches with taller people. You don't want your referees towering over your talent. You don't want Andre the Giant in there with a seven foot referee. You know it doesn't make Andre the Giant look that special. You put Earl Hepner in there, who says he's five seven, but I got a picture with me towering so, over him. So is she just in every match with shorter people? So it bothered you the whole time? No, she isn't. She is in matches where she's towering over the talent. Come on, the male talent. And she's also very lengthy. Her body, you see it more. Like you see it more than anybody else because you notice. Because the first thing you notice is that she's a woman. No, no, her body is, is very so lengthy. You're going to notice that. Like it's human nature to notice that. Come on. Yeah, that's a misleading photo here. Let me find another one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Earl Hebner is suddenly six foot in the fucking photo. That's a misleading photo. Oh, here's yes, L. Oh, now you're going to find one that's, like, completely different. Oh. Anyways, 
it, Al Archer's going to get to the bottom of this eventually. If you're if you're a normal person and you watch it, you'll notice she is taller than most people, and she's taller than most of the referees. Okay. I know you don't want to accept it because Will you just you want to argue. Picture you're just looking at. Can no, we, no, because I'm telling side? you, Earl Hebner no, is not six foot you're gonna tall. Keep, you're going to use your alternate facts over there. I get it. I get it. Did they tweet it out? Here, even in this picture, she's she's the second tallest person. It's the bald guy, the bald guy who is who's too tall to be a referee. She's taller than one person in that picture. Oh bullshit! Look at it. She's just as tall as everybody else. Yeah, look at how tall Earl Hebner is in that picture. You're telling me he's that tall? Well, he's the old guy. You don't count the old guy. He's standing on a milk crate. That's why I'm telling you that Come photo's on. misleading. Oh, we forgot to mention that Sean Spears was wearing that shirt that said the chairman. Which the announcers found before you could really even see it, too. I did have a little bit of an issue with that, so. Yeah, you know. I, number one, I think she's a good referee. I have no problem with her. I just think her height is a little too much. So you think they need to put it, make sure that she's always in a match with people who are taller than her? But the Federation is full of people who aren't tall. Very true. It's full of people that are small, uh, which is what the WWE does the opposite of. Am I wrong? WWE tends to like a bigger size. They're trying to be a little better, but... Mm-hmm. And then Nakamura... Uh, Finn Balor match was on the pre-show. Jesus, that's messed up. That's for the huh? Intercontinental Title. I Sh- don't understand that, Al. What Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor? Yeah, two of the best performers, in-ring performers. Absolutely, best pro wrestlers. I'll even go out there and say it, even though they're not allowed to use that term over there in in what they're doing. But that's just crazy. It is. It, they put they put her in the pre-show when she belongs. Uh, that 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 match belongs in uh, the regular show. I would have rather, and yes, it was the best show on the card and one of the best matches of the weekend. Alistair Black versus Cesaro, right? Fantastic match, right? But you wouldn't have put it there. I, that match could have been a pre-show match, you know, and had a great, you know, still gotten all the hype. I was actually, I, I was thinking the same thing uh, on that. Absolutely. It's just, it's just weird. It's weird. It's There's so many championships right now. It's so tough. There is a chance now Finn Balor could go heel and join the Bullet Club, the WWE's club. That makes sense. Man, I tell you what, you're talking about talent crossing over. This Kenta is stealing the G1 right now. Is he really? Yeah, man. Uh, who was uh, Ichiro? No. Hideo um, Itami in NXT. Hideo Itami, yep. I believe he's uh, he's 2-0 and right now in the G1. His first match... Was against Kota Ibushi. Now, if you would have told me Kenta was going to beat Kota Ibushi in Dallas, I would have said you're crazy. Really? As a matter of fact, I lo- I'm losing money on my pool. Wait, uh, didn't you say that like pretty much everything is going backwards from what you would have guessed? Yeah, I'm. I don't think. I think Okada's one and one. You know my guy Toriano. Um, Toriano. Yeah, Alfonso Toriano used to play outfield no, for no. the Cubs. Toru Yano. Yano. Toru. Yano, the comedic wrestler. Yes. Yano. Yeah. Yano had a match against Naito. You know, the biggest one of the biggest stars in wrestling, the LIJ. Yeah. Uh the leader of the LIJ, probably the coolest guy in wrestling. Yes. 
he beat him with he hit him in the balls and uh, schoolboyed him for a win. Are you kidding me? Naito, Naito, I believe right now Naito, who's favored to win the tournament, is zero and two. How is he going to come back from that? Well, he's Naito, man. Can he? Uh, yeah, he can. Is but it going to be easy? Kenta has been phenomenal. Okay, that's good. Uh, who's hurt? Oh, uh, uh, Will Ospreay. What happened to Ospreay? Well, first off, uh, what's his name? The uh, uh, Kenny Omega's boyfriend over there, Kota Bushi. Okay. Yeah. Kota Bushi, uh, his, his ankle swelled. To, to, it looked like a melon after his first match against uh-huh. uh I forgot who he wrestled. Uh, Kento. It, it, it was all swollen up, and it took a week to heal. Um, he, you know, he had a week between matches. He came back. He wrestled. He did just fine. But that's a concern. His, his ankle's jacked. And now Will Ospreay uh, has an undisclosed injury. He was supposed to be on the card last night, uh, but didn't, didn't end up uh, showing. And he was on Twitter all night last night talking about his injury. Really? Not saying what it is, just that he's injured and he's hoping he can make it. And NJPW put out a, a statement saying, hey, we're, we apologize. He wasn't on the card. He is injured. It's not a head or nerve injury. So they made it clear it's not a concussion or a neck problem. But he is questionable for the, his match coming up uh, on the 18th. I don't know what they do in the G1 when somebody gets hurt. Every year I've watched, everybody's made their matches, so uh, it's questionable. But all this is real. You know, your friend Andrew, when I've talked to uh, New Japan in the past, yeah, his problem with New Japan is he's like, well, I really enjoy storylines. Okay. You know, I like following a good storyline, which WWE is very heavy in storylines. AEW claims they want to have a sports-like feel, although they've failed at that completely since uh, they've, their conception. Um, yeah, I mean, you had guys ju- interfering in matches, referees didn't call disqualifications. Uh, there's, there's a whole thing. Like, if they want to be serious about that, they've got to start taking it serious. Right. Uh, New Japan is all about the sports-like feel, and those are the stories. Like, the story of, of Will Ospreay was he wasn't invited into the G1 because he's a lightweight. Mm-hmm. He said, I am more than a lightweight. I can compete with heavyweights. And the G1 is like, well, I don't think you can. We're not sure. He's like, I'm going to go into the G1, and I'm going to prove it. And then he goes in the G1, and now he's hurt. The exact fear they had of him entering the G1 is that he wouldn't be able to – He because every match is a main oh, event he's match. he's going to win this fucking thing. But this isn't going to work. He's legitimately injured. Come on. No, no. How's he injured? New Japan doesn't work like that. He's legit injured right now. Wait, but I thought you said that part of the sport of it is the storyline. Right, and that's a sports story. You know, it's like if, if the Bears, Tariq Cohen, right? You have Tariq Cohen, you go, wow. You're he... telling me this isn't kayfabe? No, it's not. It's not a work. It's Come 100% on. legit. Come on. It's a shoot, brother. It's like the Bears with Tariq Cohen. You go, you look at Tariq Cohen, he's very small and he's very talented. You go, wow, this guy is great. But there's a part of you that goes, can he last? What happens when he takes the big hit? And so far, he's been taking those big hits. Yeah. But there's a concern he's going to become injury prone. Okay. Yeah, or you get a, or you you sign a guy who's in the past has been injury prone, and then suddenly he, Derek Rose, you know. Okay. You worry about the injuries. Okay. That's the story with Will Ospreay, and now he's legitimately injured. Um. So I just found the the post here on the uh, the AEW uh, Facebook page. Uh, it was a uh, 
this for me was a holy shit moment. Hope they make the match happen, and it was Awesome Kong versus Aja Kong. Right. And then there's a comment there from uh, one Al Larcher that says, join us for 100% fixed wrestling matches. <laughs> Brian jumps in and goes, wrestling isn't fake, it's choreographed. And then somebody else says to him, predetermined outcomes make it fixed. Well, you do know what fixed means, right? <laughs> so that guy had your back. Yeah. You had somebody coming to your back. I was just playing with your comment. Oh, my gosh. Blah, blah, blah with my comment. And you, oh, this is, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. I had fun with that. But then maybe, maybe Brian there was. A little. I looked at his profile, and I'm like, I don't think this guy has all his marbles. So I'm going to back off a little. Well, you waited to step, uh, you stepped back at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's good. And I realized he was completely innocent in his comments. So the, 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 before that, though, there were two Africans, you know, like people from like Kenya, who I don't know how they have Twitter, but uh, they were posting like, we have the results of 100% fixed soccer matches. You know, click this link. It was some kind of scam. Oh. It's since been deleted by the moderators, okay. which is fine, but now it makes my post seem... Well, you had scam. Oh, I see. Okay. It makes my post seem... No, no you can't even tell. No. What you were posting on. Yeah. Absolutely. So now new people are posting, like, what do you mean wrestling is fixed? Everyone knows that. Like, no shit, asshole. Yeah. Some guy's like, you know, I went and saw Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's fixed. It's like, yeah, I know. I get it. I wrestling... I enjoy wrestling for what it is, I'm with you just on as this. I do a movie. I am with you on this. So what did you think about Adam Page uh, versus Kip Sabian? Man, Adam Page's got a huge shiner. Have you seen that? Yeah, he got that later. Yeah, that's from Jericho. Yeah. Um, well, well, just after that. Oh, back to the whole minion thing. Yeah, or the guys with the Dark Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, what's his name coming out? The, uh, the Shockmaster. Right. Is what it kind of looks like. It's just... I don't quite understand that gimmick at all. But yeah, Adam Page did defeat Kip Sabian. He needs another victory. Oh, Kenna beat Tanahashi, too. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. The ace of New Japan. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Kip Sabian. There's this really obnoxious fan. Like, WWE has Weird Al, who's now cut his hair. Oh, and, he did? And then he went to a Jimmy Buffett concert last time because he had on, like, all Hawaiian wear. Uh-huh. Last night at uh, at All Out or whatever the hell that show was, Extreme Rules, he had on some Japanese uh, wear. So maybe he just went to Japan. Uh, you know, like me, once you go to Japan, it touches you, of course. Well, you just you, you feel the culture. It you, changes you, your life forever. You get the culture. Yeah. By the way, we're a month out from my Japanese lessons. So well, I'll, I'll be shaking some Japanese here soon. Well, and we're less than a month away from uh, you joining the 40 Club, too. Right, right. Hey, uh, I've got to discuss next week with you. What's next week? I'm not going to be able to make the show. <sighs> but, um, yeah, I won't be able to be here. You know, Brett and I are going to do a Die Hard podcast. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah. You think he's in? Did you ask him yet? I haven't asked him yet. No. Why? Are you going somewhere with him? No. No. Because then, like, two weeks, I don't know if we're having a show because we will be doing something with him. Well, we're, we're supposed to be back on Monday. Right. But, but I don't know if we'll be. Well, it might I be. I don't a, think we'll be back. It might be a roll-out-of-bed show. I mean, if we're going to a bachelor party. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I'm the one driving back, so I'll be responsible. 
Yeah, yeah, you can host the show. I'll watch. Okay. Yeah, but uh, this upcoming Monday, I I will not. What, are you you going to do your little jet skiing? Yeah. Yeah. Little jet skiing. You and Ramblin Ray, you're both with those pictures of you on those skis. Really? Like anyone gives a shit. Yeah. That's great. In the wakeboard. (laughs) Wait, do you officially not give a shit about me on a wakeboard? No, I really don't. Every year there's posts to you. Holding on to some stick and water, like I'm supposed to give two shits about it. How many shits do you give? I give a half a shit. You always, you will click like once in a while. Is that just to make me feel good? About yeah, it's just to make you feel good. Like, hey, I, I get it. You're, you're, you're skiing. Great. What if this year I'm on a tube with my daughter? Would you like that? Because that's what I'm aiming for. I'm going for Dude, it. I saw some cute little kid who kind of looked like Hazel singing Go Cubs Go this morning Shut your mouth. on uh, Twitter. Someone beat you to it. Yeah, so please don't post that video in the future. Well, because now it's already been done. Yeah. What if she's singing? Now you're just a copy clerk. Bear down. That might work. Okay, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Why does she sound like that? Because that's what kids sound like. That is not. Oh bullshit! Like. Get her down here. Let her Anna talk. Page got jumped by somebody. Nobody knew who it was. Dude, Jericho nobody has. Nobody knew. Who it he was. has the most distinctive blue Wearing eyes. The mask. And that mask. You look at it, and you're like, those are Jericho's eyes. And the announcers just waited on. That pissed me off. Uh, that pissed me off. And he waited until the move was done. And he's like, yeah. Well, what? Oh, is that? There's some stranger in the ring. I think it might be one of them circle the, jerk guys. Because he gave the lion tamer then finally. Yeah. Oh, I think I know who this is. He's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Who else is showing up to attack Adam Page? I am loving this uh, Alex Montez or whatever the third commentator is. Because he just pisses JR and the oh, other guy it's off. That's great. He's like, uh, wait, then JR had his moment. How many DDTs are going to be in this match? At some point, they got to start meaning something. And the guy's like, well, I think they're taking. No, I know what I'm saying is at some point, somebody's going to get a head injury and it's going to end because you can't have that many DDTs. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, JR is getting a little frustrated at points. He doesn't get the wrestling. So it was Chris Jericho. Yeah, it was Jericho. Shocking. And he kicked his ass. But then they waited for him to cut the promo still. Right. I guess uh, I guess they wanted the intro and all that shit. Because, pro- yeah, the promo came late. Because they announced into the show Jericho was going to have an uncensored microphone. He's not going to be scripted. But it wasn't at the end of the show. I think it was after Lucha. Yeah, yeah, it came later in the show. At the point where you're like, I just want this fucking well, show to end. He had to go out and get changed from wearing the mask and everything into his... By the way, at the end of the show, when Kenny comes out, when Kenny Omega comes out in like uh, his shorts and t-shirt, yeah, not a good look, not a good look for wrestling. See, but that's more the real pro, the the real sport aspect to me. Yeah, but uh, you sold that a little bit more. I want more of a mystique with Kenny Omega. Like, I know who he is as a wrestler. He was expecting to go on the mic. Do you? Yeah, totally. He was. Yeah, they brought him out for a reason. He didn't just randomly uh, stroll out. I thought there. he was just there to, for his face to be out there. No, no, he he's the he's the guy of the show. He's the man. Still. Okay, okay. Even if he isn't the champion. No, oh, what are you doing, man? Instant replay. Why are you doing instant replay? Because the NFL referees aren't full time anymore. This is true. Wait, they were never full time, right? Yeah, they were. Wait, how long did they make them full time? Last couple of years, they've been full time. But then now they said, "No, you're no longer full time." No, yeah, they're why. Uh, the union, they got into a beef. 
what the fuck is going on over there? I don't understand. Uh, Lucha Brothers, uh, I did miss this match. This is the one that I missed from it. Uh, versus SoCal Uncensored. Because it's hard to jump. Like There are apps such as WWE Network where if I pause a show on one uh, device, I can go to a new device and pick up right where I started. The BR Live app, not quite like that. It will let you restart if you're on the same device. But I was jumping back and forth. So then I thought I got back to the right point, but I was already past the mat. I was a little stoned last night, and I was watching in real time. Speaking uh, of. I was watching in real time New Japan. Uh-huh. And Yano was fighting this guy. And I was into the match because it was funny. There was a point where Yano just, like, went out into the audience and sat in the uh, sat in the chair. Yeah. And uh, then the guy chased him out there, and then Yano, like, knocked him down and set up an obstacle course for him to try to get back in the ring in time. All right, that's fine. And next thing you know, I'm playing this stupid game on my phone. I think It's called uh, BitLife. BitLife? What yeah. is it, like a Bitcoin? Uh... No, no, no. You just live your life. Uh... So... For some reason, I I have no idea. Like I was lost in the game. I look up and it's a totally different match. And I had uh, paused the computer and switched over to the television. Oh. Uh, so I look over. Yano's fighting this guy in one match, and I look up and Juice Robinson is fighting the same guy in another match. And I'm so fucking confused. I'm and I'm I'm stoned. I'm looking at them both. I'm like. I must be on the wrong night on the TV, on the live stream. But I'm like, I hit the live stream on both. So you started the live? Well, so I look, and they have the date on both of them, and they're both the same date. And I'm like, well, what happened? Did Yano get hurt and this guy came in? Or what the fuck is going on? And then I realized there's two wrestlers in New Japan who have the exact same haircut and the same facial hair. That'll do it. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to get me arrested tonight anyway, so. Wait, why? Why? How am I going to get you arrested? Take a scooter home. Doesn't work like that, Clark. (laughs) So, Lucha Brothers versus SoCal Uncensored. Yeah, I I half watched it. Lucha (laughs) Brothers went over. Yeah. They won the match. And then the big news at the end? Uh, The big news at the end, of course, was... They challenged the Young Bucks to a ladder match at All Out. For, for new titles? Yeah, oh, no, for oh no, there's a, there's a thing. Who did? Lucha? Yeah, the Lucha Brothers. So they're going to fight again. Correct. But this time it's a ladder match. Yes. It's a little too much of the same, but they have like four to five star matches every time they wrestle each other. Yeah, fair. And now it's a ladder match. So someone might die. That'll be fun to see. And we'll be there. We won't be front row, though. But... You did get us some... Almost. We do have new t-shirts to wear there, I bet. Well, I want a $50 gift card. Yeah. Right, so we... Have, no, no, no. So no, we're no. going to have new t-shirts. There's no we in gift card. Wait a minute. But the picture, the new picture, like the, the photo that's for this podcast... I'm Oh, right, 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 with the confetti? Is us at All Out, so we're going to need a picture at... That was a great no, photo for us. Yeah, it was. The, fo- I, the confetti... I think I called that one. You did. Yeah, yeah. You called it. I took it. All right. It was my photography. Your fo- your phone died. Yeah, yeah, that's if you true. Recall. But we got the background. So we probably need new T-shirts. And I think that's what second place gets. Since you didn't alert me about this contest. I tell you what. Since I since I was the one who scored the tickets, why don't you go to Pro Wrestling Tees, grab us two shirts. I'm down. I'll wear one. I'm down. Since I'm you're the one you. who, who got the gift card for the show. 
We'll discuss later. What do you mean the show? For the show. You got you got the gift card for the show. By the way, you to, need to Bennett <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Al Archer <laughs> should maybe catch an Uber home. <laughs> 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 he uh, he was drinking his uh, large iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts there, and uh, he used the cup of coffee as his mic. Uh, I put my mic. <laughs> you used your coffee. I talked into the, coffee. the microphone down. Oh God! You, you know this is what happens when you coffee. give me these large glasses of alcohol. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you better have some coffee just to counteract it. Oh my God! Because you know that'll work. This coffee sobers you up. It's a fact. Literally a fact. Well, you've never gotten a DUI, so hey, in, in your adult life, it's been about twenty years. Yeah, yeah, in like, your adult honestly, life, honestly, it's been like twenty years. Um, oh, it's so crazy yeah. how old we are. Oh, like I look back at wrestling matches, I'm like, holy shit, that was thirty years ago. Now it took me a week to get over it. The Fourth of July binge, yeah, between wow. the food and the drinks, like there were pains everywhere. Remember the end? We ended the show because there was a chance I was having a heart attack. Which we've all been through. I knew you weren't, but... How did you know I was Because you were standing up and, like, none of it made sense. Did you think I was putting on a show? No, I didn't did think you were putting on a, a show. Ruse? I didn't think there was a ruse, I but... was in bad shape. I mean, you, 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 you looked like you needed to go lay down. Oh, that is a fact. And the only thing that worried me was when you got there, you were like, oh, it's hot in here. And it really wasn't. No shit. Yeah, you were, you were okay. like... So when I was like when you were starting to have your little uh, you were doing your song and dance, I uh, I was like, well, oh, he he was hot for no reason, so I hope he's okay. That's why I wanted you to call me when you got home. I will say this: I do apologize for not being a professional and being able to get through an entire show. Yeah, and the fans don't deserve uh, tickets. Okay, fine. Yeah, if that's the way you feel. But no, no, I just want like because you're apologizing because you really do need to apologize to the fans for that performance, you know. I apologize to you, the fan, for that performance. Thank you. Al, will you apologize to the fans for using your cup of coffee as the microphone? I'm sorry. That was very unprofessional, but Clark gave me a giant glass of whiskey for no reason when I got here. And then a dad pen. Hey, uh, Kenny Omega versus Seema. What do you... match, which he has... He didn't have a victory yet in AEW. As a guy... Do you... Oh, oh. As a guy who doesn't follow New Japan... Um, I obviously do. I forced you to watch some Kenny Omega matches. You saw him live at All Out. What do you think of him and his character so far? Like, what is your take on Kenny Omega? Well, I think a lot of it is that uh, his reputation is right. still behind him. Right. Um, and you know of his reputation, and you saw his match with Okada. Yeah. I think he puts in a lot of effort, and he's a talented wrestler. Do you think he's the guy you build your company around at this point from what you've seen? Yeah, probably. I'm telling you, my problem with Kenny Omega, and even as a New Japan fan watching him as the leader of the Bullet Club, his character is very – I realize he's a strange guy, and that's the appeal. There's something about him that I, I, when he's on the microphone, I want to listen. You've always been a fan of him. I've always been a fan of him. But at the same time, there's something about him that's just different, and I can't define him as a character. Okay. Like, I don't know who Kenny Omega is besides a guy who likes video games. You know, I've had one short conversation with him in person. 
I wish I would have ran into him at Ho- Hoi Ming. That would have been great. But where? Hoi Ming. The uh, oh yeah, you just missed him. Man. Just missed him. I ended up with the show and yo. But you did get a photo Rapungi with him, right? 2K. Didn't you meet him at uh, I met him at All Out. At All Out. And he was really or at All In. You know, Starcast. it was one of those deals where most times you pay that much money for an autograph, they're standing up. And him and Kota Ibushi were together, and he was sitting down at a table, and he was personable. Like, he looked back, he saw I was wearing a Tony the Tiger shirt. Oh, yeah. And he's like, uh, hey, man, I like your shirt. I like Tony the Tiger. That's awesome. And then somebody's like, yeah, you get, like, I think the camera guy's like, you get it, it's wrestling related. And he's like, no, and I'm like, yeah, Lee Marshall is the voice of Tony the Tiger. And he's like, I didn't know that. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, Lee Marshall did the... You smartened Kenny Omega. Up to the fact Lee Marshall was a... Uh, and he was cool. And Kodo Bushi, I don't think, speaks a word of English. And, you know, anything you would say to him, he would just... He was like the Asian guy in Revenge of the Nerds. He would just kind of bow and go, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that better? Oh, yeah. Well, I prefer working in the dark. I know. I saw Batista. And I was all worried about the, the sound earlier. Uh, or, or the lighting before you got here. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I've got to make it bright. But then I just now remembered, oh, Al doesn't mind. No, no, no. I don't like – most most good studios, most good talk shows have very l- low lighting. Oh, yeah. In radio, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not those idiots uh, in the score. Like, they're all heavy light. It's like, no. On the score? Yeah, you see, they, they always have, like uh, – they have the high lights. They're always really well lit. And they're standing, yeah. I'm more of a sit-down, low-light interview guy. Are they all standing? Here, I, I put a little light on George. <laughs> I like that. There you go. Gonna... Hey, Ed chimed in and said it's almost football season, fellas. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Ed will listen again. Ed listens during football. And it's, he's, he's a football guy. We absolutely. We do talk a lot of football. And I, I am excited to talk Chicago Bears and some daily fantasy and, and other things yeah. like that. Ooh, I signed on to Adam, uh, Adam Levitan's program. Oh, yeah? Uh, I can't think of the website right now. Establish the run. Something about the run. Okay. And uh it was it was kind of expensive, but it's him and uh Evan Silva, I believe, who just left Roto World and is uh, giving exclusive articles. Oh, I listened to some of them. I, I did Roto World for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well they've started their own website now with okay. the fantasy information. So I signed on to that and I think I paid hundred and eighty dollars. Wasn't cheap. I got a Are you done with your other one? No, 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 no. I'm still using Fantasy Labs. Jeez. I'm mixing it. Well, Fantasy Labs is a tool. I agree. To build. No, I just, I, I want to, so right about now, you're, you're at about a three, $350 invested. I'm probably at four. Cause four, you have four. Pro yeah. football focus gives me the matchups. I like the visual. Okay. So I like seeing the games and the fantasy scores, the scouting scores of the players. Uh-huh. That's generally where I look for my slot okay. advantages. You know, I'll see a player going up against a shitty cornerback in the third of the slot, and I'll go, okay, this this guy, Will, Fu- Will Fuller, is going to have a good game. Like, I'll know that instantly by looking, by seeing the visual. Oh, and, I'll, and I can visualize the game because they put the X's and O's up there with the player's ratings, and they have the different packages. So I go, okay, when the, when the, when the Rams are running this I formation, they definitely have a clear advantage to the left. They're going to run that a lot. Um, I think they're also then going to throw to the right to try to keep the left open. So, so-and-so is going to have a good game. I'm able to visualize it with pro football focus. So, that I go there. That's only like $30 a month. 
That that one I I think everybody should get. You do that one monthly? It's thirty a year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. For just basic info, they have a package that's like 150, yeah. 200. I don't think that's worth it. I don't think they're the guys you want your information from. They're very good at scoring offensive lines. So then I move on to um, my fantasy labs, which is where the tool I use to build my tapes. And basically, it's okay. I want 20%. I want to build 100 lineups, and I want 20% on so and so. I think Todd Gurley is going to have a great game. I want him in 40% of my lineup. Oh shit! Wait a minute. He's going to have sixty percent ownership. Let's drop him down to twenty. Uh, let's see here. Okay, the Bears' new running back. He's going to have a good game. He's got a great matchup. He's only at fifteen percent ownership. I only have him at five percent ownership. Let me jump him up to fifteen. Okay. So Fantasy Labs gives me the breakdown of the numbers, and I could click teams and I could erase players and go. Okay, I want these guys, these guys, these guys, and it, it helps me build my percentages. When you play in yearly your yearly fantasy, yeah, do you take those? Um, do you take those uh, all of those stats? Is that what you all of these thoughts and everything? Is that what you use for yearly as well, or do you have yearly is a different source? game? Yearly, do you have a different source that you use, or do you use the same but you you create a new outlet? One of the one of the uh, one of the benefits with establish the run. Is I get uh, Evan Silva's numbers going into year-long drafting, and what you want when you if you're investing in any information, and there's a great app on uh, on uh, the App Store, and I and whatever Apple or whatever it is, I can't think of the name of it, but you'll find it. You want to find something for year-long that is tier-based drafting. That's the secret. Don't do anything but tier-based. Tier-based drafting. God, this whiskey's okay. getting me. Tier-based drafting. Right. Because the tier base is, all right, you look at it and you go, okay, there's there's three quarterbacks in the top tier. There's 10 quarterbacks in the second tier. And there's, you know, uh, 15 quarterbacks in the third tier. So if if I'm drafting and all the other positions are filled, and I go, okay, wait a minute, I could get one of the top three quarterbacks – or I could wait next round, they'll be gone, but then I could get, I have the choice of 10. So now I can wait five rounds before ten. I get a quarterback. Ten. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> running back. If I could get a first-tier running back, I'm going to grab him. But if all the first-tier running backs are gone, but there's 10 running backs in the second tier, and I'm in a 10-person league and I'm drafting, I could go, okay, I could get one of those 10 who are about equal. They're all in that second tier. They're all uh-huh. going to do about the same. Yep. So I have a chance now to get – there's only one first-tier wide receiver left. And then there's 20 second-tier wide receivers. Yes, I'm going to draft my wide receiver because the tier is telling me I can get an elite player at this point. You know, I'm going to get uh, Anthony – I'm going to get Hopkins uh, out of, out of uh, uh, the Texans. I'm going to take Hopkins right now okay. because he's the only quality wide receiver left. And I'm going to draft a running back the next round. And then I'm going to go back to receiver in the, the round after that because the tiers are telling me where the value is. It's all about tier-based drafting. If you do that, you'll win your league. Or you'll be competing against other people who are tier-based drafting. Anybody else not tier-based drafting are not doing a, a good job. Well, okay then. And then and then the secret with year-long is also, and this is my weakness. This is one of my weaknesses. I don't watch college football. It's finding the value in those uh, – in the in the draft in the rookies in the rookies, uh, I'm listening to 
Chicago Sports Radio, but there is a lot of people saying that Montgomery is the steal of the draft when they're talking to the Chicago Sports. A lot of the national guys yeah. are like, they're like, this guy can't be tackled. He can't be this, which is stuff I saw in the videos I watched of him. But I mean, now he's playing with these. Are, this is a different level. Yeah, you're playing with. You're going from you know playing amongst uh, middle schoolers compared to your right. your level uh, to playing with equals, if if not better. Like everybody's a step ahead. How do you keep up? With here's that? here's what I would recommend. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in Chicago, he is a great steal. You can you can find value in him. He's probably a guy you want to draft. If you live in Chicago, he's going to be way overvalued. Right. Like, you can't – I'm not going to be able to draft him in my league. Right. Everybody's going to want him. Even the dopey kid who, who you think doesn't even – you think is the mark in your league who's just taking his money. He's going to draft him because he's a Chicago guy. He's a homer, and he, he's going to take him. And his value isn't going to be appropriate for draft position. And I highly recommend – most websites have this. Most draft apps have this that are free of charge, where you draft, they do uh, simulated drafts, and you draft against what everybody else is drafting in that simulation. Okay. So you'll start seeing where players are going, and you just keep drafting. Every day, do a draft. Every day, do a damn draft. Yep. See where players are going, and you're like, okay, well, uh, Montgomery is going in the sixth round of most drafts. You know, that's his value. So if suddenly you're in the fourth round and you know somebody's going to draft him because it's Chicago, you're doing yourself a disservice. Right. You're drafting him right. too soon. Right. So be smart and draft the player of value, not the not the player you have an emotional connection to. Now, if it's suddenly the seventh round and Montgomery's sitting there and you need a running back, right. that's a steal. Well, if I'm playing in a if I'm playing in a in a league with people who aren't from Chicago, let's say I'm playing in a in a national league, yeah, um, with with ten players from everywhere else is not sure. Chicago. If I draft them in the sixth round, I, I'll probably feel pretty good about that. Yeah, in the seventh or eighth, I can probably wait. Yeah, to the seventh or eighth to get them, and then I'll feel even better, right? Draft appropriate. That's all I. That's all I got to say. Interior drafting will help you do you're, that. You're just asking for an appropriate drafter. Yeah, you you need to be appropriate. Don't reach. Never reach. And I don't give a damn if you have your entire roster set and you're in the 12th round of the draft and there's a, there's a player you like on the bears that's available. Don't draft him draft, draft that wide receiver who, you know, is the slot receiver for a team that just brought in the offensive coordinator for, you know, that tends to like to use the slot receiver. I mean, go for that. Go for what the value is telling you to go for. Um, if you want to be contrarian in Chicago, let's say, uh, what's his name? Uh, Montgomery goes in the sixth round. Maybe Tariq Cohen goes in the fifth round. I don't know. I haven't started my drafting right, simulation right, right, right. yet. Um, and suddenly you need a third running back, and Mike Davis is still available. Be contrarian. Everyone's going for, everyone's going for uh, Montgomery, assuming that he's the guy. Don't forget, Mike Davis is still listed as the starter of this team. Okay. Yep. He's a guy they went out and they spent money to get. You know, they might want, they might like, they do like Montgomery more, but that doesn't mean they're going to use him right away. And if Davis establishes himself as a quality back, you get a situation like you had in Atlanta where, uh, what's his name? Uh, Devon Freeman 
was always the feature back. They uh-huh. draft, uh, I think, Coleman, wanting him to be yeah. the, the feature back. But but Freeman was so damn good, you couldn't hand it over because he was the guy. He was doing his job. Well, and I think they've done a good job of bringing in some uh, athletes, and there's some good competition back there. A lot of people are going to be happy about Howard not being there, the Bears fans. But I, I think a lot of uh, even those fans are excited to see what's happening at running back right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And the other big question for me Good going into this for the Bears. is, what do you do with Gurley? Where do you draft him? Or yeah, where do you where draft do you Gurley? Do? I mean, first round, right? Right. Yeah. But if you have the first pick, if, I, if I have Todd the ninth Gurley? pick and he's still available? Oh, absolutely. If I, I have the fifth pick, am I taking him? Yeah. I think that's where he's... Well, he's, he's not going number one over. I'm not taking <sighs> him. I can't. I had uh, I can't take him. But who do you take? Who do you take number one? Zeke. I I don't think I can take Gurley. Why though? After it looked like maybe he kind of quit on the team a little bit last year. I think he quit on his team. I think he he was utilized a lot. They have said that they don't want to use him as much. Okay. So there's your concern. You know, is he going to get? Is he going to get as much volume? Yeah. And if he doesn't get the volume. Who's getting volume? Where, where does volume go? If suddenly the Cincinnati Bengals uh, running back is getting all the volume, I'm going to take him, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Gurley has a proven track record of being good, but you're, now you're telling me he's not going to get the same volume. He doesn't have the same value. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I think there, I would be scared to be in the top three draft positions. I would I would absolutely accept the first team. if we're in a league and I have the first three draft positions I'm going to be happy one of the first three but yeah. at the same time I feel like this year has a lot more risk than in previous years in those early spots if this was a real thing I would trade down you know I would I would like that fifth the seventh the eighth spot where I know I feel comfortable with what I'm drafting and if it could get me a little more value later. We probably should start a year. How many leagues let you trade down? It's big, and the, the new thing is um, franchise leagues. Well, I don't know how new that is. I mean, oh, keeper leagues as well. Keeper leagues, yeah. But now there's franchise leagues. Well, I, that was, you're right. Keeper leagues is the term. I was which thinking is of where you only keep like video two or games. three guys, right? Or they have uh, a cap. Right, and they pay, and then they auction players. Right, 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 right. So, you and then they have a rookie draft, and you can trade away your draft picks okay. for money. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, a buddy of mine's into one of those, and he's always asking me for advice, and I'm always telling him like, "Here's what I think." Well, you don't necessarily know, but this isn't my this isn't yeah. what my strength is. I'm starting to read more articles. Like they're saying, if you're in a franchise league or a keeper league. The guy who right now is backing up Greg Olson no. is a steal. Sure. He is a top five tight end right now. That makes all Greg sense. Olson's probably in the last year of his career. And uh, if you could get him this year, this is the year to grab him. Yeah. So there's a little tip for you. I forgot who wrote that. That might have been a Silva article, but somebody, uh, I'm definitely stealing someone's information. On so that. then the Young Bucks went up against the Brotherhood. Right. <laughs> The brothers, the good brothers, uh, Gold Dust, the Brotherhood, Cody and Dustin Rose, yeah, who are legitimate brothers. 
18 years apart. And then the Jackson boys are like two years apart. Legitimate, legitimate brothers. brothers. They love Cracker Barrel like we do. Nice. Good. And uh, as a matter of fact, they've had uh, signings at Cracker Barrel. Uh-huh. And the Cracker Barrel promoted the last show. Remember the Donkey Kong spot with, I think, Hangman Page and Janela where they rolled the barrel, the Cracker Barrel barrel. Yep. Oh, that's right. And then the last show, the double, the double or nothing, they couldn't get the Cracker Barrel barrel in the ring. That's right. That's right. I wonder if they'll be back again. I have that hat somewhere on here. Your biscuit party? I should wear it there. I'm telling you, that's going to be worth something. I should wear it there. That's what you said. That's why you, that's why you grabbed extras. <laughs> I fucking grabbed a bunch. Some kid left their head. I took it. So the Young Bucks won the match over Cody, and then they were trying to cut a promo at the end, but they were short. That was one of the – we. it's really nice to talk fantasy football with you, Al. Yeah, and we'll really get more is, into that in a couple of weeks. But, I mean, I, I'd love to touch up on uh, some extreme rules because we, we've done a lot of G1 talking. Um, we've done, like, two G1 matches. I know you'd like to talk about more. Dude, Ishii versus Jeff Cobb. What Go watch it. Okay. Ishii, Jeff Cobb. Here, let me write that yeah. down. My big mark. T- tomorrow, Ishii. I-S versus I versus the Hawaiian uh, powerhouse, Jeff Cobb. So Jeff Cobb is a, an Olympic wrestler. I think he wrestled for uh, America. No, I think he wrestled for a Polynesian he country. He, was Hawaiian. he lives in Hawaii, but he's also Polynesian because all Hawaiians are Polynesian. Oh, of course. So he, he, got, he, he joined like the Guam wrestling team, wrestled for them for the Olympics. Dude's a powerhouse. Okay. And Ishii is the stone pit bull. And this guy, he's he's a guy you if you watch New Japan, first off, you you're not going to get into him when you first see him because he's he's a short little ugly fella who has zero personality. Who when he comes out, he has no neck and he just oh, marches yeah. to the ring and he looks like a pit bull. Okay. And I didn't realize how small he was. He is a very he is a small dude, but I didn't think he was that small. Because Jeff Cobb comes in the ring, and Jeff Cobb is he's about my height. I had a picture. I, I chatted with him. I went up to him. As a matter of fact, I approached him, and I'm like, "Mr. Cobb, it's a pleasure to meet you." He's like, "Dude, just call me Jeff." Oh, that's like cool. my name's Jeff, man. Like oh, you know. That's awesome. So we bullshitted for a little bit, dude. The dude is my height and my thickness but it's you know i have a pizza puff shirt on right now he's all muscle and his yeah i'm all fat he's probably like 280 of just solid muscle at 58 okay so ishi is is another guy he's he's solid muscle but he's smaller and these two <laughs> ishi just gets in your face and the dude does not stop in every match he beats the hell out of dudes okay like not 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 working he beats the hell out of people, and he does a lot of suplexes and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, pile, uh, pile drivers and suplexes. Yeah, and German suplexes. Good. And Cobb kind of matches him, and it's basically two bulls just butting heads for about twenty minutes. All right, fantastic Great. match. I'll watch. I'm I'm definitely I'm more than interested, Larcher. Sign me up. I wish I, I will watch that. Any New Japan fan will tell you this, especially an American New Japan fan. Like, we want Ishii to win the world title. He's never had a world title. It's time for little Ishii to get the title. Okay. He, uh, he's getting old. He's, I think, our age. 
And uh, the style of wrestling where you just beat people up takes a toll on your body, obviously. Sure. Which we're seeing with the 20-year-old Will Ospreay in his style. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sorry. New Japan, greatest greatest tournament in wrestling every year. Is it your most enjoyable watch of the weekend? Yes. Night, wow. three, night three of the G1 is being called the show of the year right now. Okay. It's in the All contendership right. for show of the year. It's fantastic. Tanahashi versus Kenta. Like, Kenta was one of the biggest stars of Japan, but he was never in New Japan. All right. So you had Tanahashi, who was the the leader of New Japan, the ace, as they call it. He was the ace in New Japan for the last decade. He was the biggest star, the biggest draw, the world Uh champion, the record world champion. And those two go at it. And, man, you still have Kenta versus Okada. Jesus. Who's the current ace of okay. that company? Okay. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. New Japan. I know it's a Dave Meltzer thing to be a wrestling journalist and, and, and have a hard on for New Japan, but it's it's a wrestling thing. The, the G1 is the greatest thing in professional wrestling. And if you don't know, it's a tournament, A block, 10 wrestlers. Uh, they fight nine matches against everyone else in that their block. And then B block does the same thing. And then the guys who have the most points at the end, two points for win. Zero points for a loss, one point for a time limit draw or a draw. Uh, yeah. Whoever has the most points at the end fight each other. They win the G1, which is, again, the greatest tournament in wrestling, and they main event Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome against usually the world champion. Okay. Who right now is Okada. Well, all right then. It's, it's magic. It is a magical thing. And you have guys who are favored to win, like Naito, getting – Knocked in the balls by Yano, who's a comedic wrestler, and schoolboy, and Yano wins a match. Okay, yeah. Hey, uh, we're late in the show, but if you want to join us, give us a call at 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. It's real easy to get lost. In the the win the world yeah, I, I know I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah, I I get it. I understand. Um, uh, But Extreme Rules from WWE also happened Uh Sunday night. Yeah, let's which, quickly go through Which that. I know you watch that. Do you, yeah, do you want to go through it quickly? Yeah, they, they opened the actual show with Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Undertaker's been quoted after the fact as saying he was very pleased with this match. And if you watched it, I think you would agree. It, it showed, because uh, Undertaker just had a disaster of a match with right. Bill Goldberg, where it was like, dude, you need to retire. This was a smart use of The Undertaker. Hell, you have a picture, you have that magazine of The Undertaker behind you, and it's... Yes. How old? 20, 25 years? 1992. January of 1992. So 92. Let's see. Let me do the math there, Clark. 92 yeah. goes into 02. Yeah, that'd be 10 years. Which goes into uh, 12. Yep, that'd be 20 12, years. and then wait a minute. This is where it gets hard. 12, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So seven years. 27 years ago, Clark. That's really good, Al. You did it. Yeah, I, did it. I carried the one. Uh-huh. 27 years, which is generally what I do on this show. 27 years ago. It's good, because I usually carry the two. Okay. Thank you. That's probably how you should have said it. Cause 27 years ago, this guy. You're also carrying me. You also have to carry your This spouse. guy was on the cover of the WWE magazine behind Jesus you. Jesus. And now Christ. he's still wrestling. And he wasn't young there. No, he was not a young man there. So... 
younger than we are now, though. But it was a great Scary. use of him. I, yeah. I believe that he's absolutely correct. The man is 54 years young. Wow. 54. Oh, he shares a birthday with, uh, well, not my nephew, but yeah, another guy. Fascinating. Uh, and they beat Shane, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and Shane looked good. Drew looked good. Everybody looked good. Pe- people were cheering Roman Reigns. Him and Undertaker had a little handshake at the end. There were points in the match where Undertaker would stare at Roman Reigns like, oh, my God, you're helping me. Thank you. And it was like, uh, yeah, you guys are tag team partners. I don't understand why you're so confused. <laughs> that was the only thing that was driving well, me Well, because they had a match against each other. Right, right, right. But, yeah, okay. So, anyways, it was a good match. I'm not saying, and am I wrong for insinuating, but it's just really convenient. What is that? That you would... Is that a fire alarm? Uh-oh. Did you... Were you cooking bacon? Do you want to talk for a second? <laughs> it's me, Clark. Come on. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Jesus. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm a homeowner now, Al. I wonder about that. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, Clark. The loot... <sighs> Is that Santa? Anyway, I'm really happy that Undertaker had a good match and it's the proper use of him. Yes. Absolutely. And then uh, the revival against the Usos. Ten four. Breaker one nine. So Usos, by the way, they had horrible pants on. They did. They look like indie wrestlers. Okay. And I saw one of my urban friends post about it on like uh, on Twitter about like they were wearing like really high end sweatpants. Wow. Like okay. you know like they they had like two hundred dollars sweatpants on. Yeah, so be it. You know Maybe that's what those characters wear. Yeah, I, it's just I don't know I don't I don't get it. They look like baseball pants. But they're like two hundred dollars. Yes, but they're like Nike baseball pant looking okay. sweatpants. Right. I don't get the kids in their fashion. Well, the revival they uh, they successfully defended their uh, Raw Tag Team Championship. Thankfully, Alistair Black defeated Cesaro in a match that I heard you earlier say you think might have stolen the show. It might have stolen the weekend. It was a, it was wow. definitely one of the top three matches. I would stay. I would still take like Ibushi and Cobb. It was or, a uh, nine minute and forty five minute match. Yeah, it kicked ass. Huh? It did. They did a great job with it. And then you had the triple threat, or no, the handicap match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah. Nikki Cross was there with with your uh, your girl, Alexa Bliss. The beautiful Alexa Bliss. And they Bliss. took on the champion, Bailey. Right. It was a two-on-one. Nikki set up the stipulation. She won a match where she got to set up the stipulation. And her and Alexa decided if they win, they would be co-champions. And everyone's like, there's no way Alexa's going to allow that. You're being scammed. Right. And Nikki's like, no way I'm being scammed. I know what she's a good person. <clears throat> I can't do a Scottish accent. So no, I can't do any accent, Absolutely. especially after you've given me some of this alcohol. Um, your that's low balls. You, that's for you and the alcoholics. Me and all the alcoholics out there. So everybody's kept mentioning. There's been a lot of mentions. Of like, well, you don't have any friends, Bailey. Your one friend abandoned you. Uh-huh. So there was a lot of talk like that. And I noticed on Instagram that, uh, Sasha Banks, the Bailey's friend who abandoned her, mm-hmm. she had black hair for like the last two months. 
Suddenly it was purple again. Uh Uh-oh, so she's probably coming out. She's coming out. Nope, Bailey wins this match clean. No, (laughs) no Sasha Banks. She pinned Nikki Cross, though. Yeah. So she didn't pin Alexa. So I imagine Alexa's going to be pissed about it tonight. Maybe not. I don't know what they're doing with this, but we'll see. And then you had another match that I I had interest in, and I I watched a lot of it. Was the... uh, Somebody rewinding the cassette tape? Uh-huh. They're drilling. They're drilling the walls. Okay. Um, Braun Strowman defeated uh, Bobby Lashley. I was excited to see it. The pre, the promo looked great, of course, with the couple weeks ago when they went through the screen. And they went through the Titan Tron and all of that stuff. Right. That promo looked great. And then they had a match. My one issue was when they got up onto the concourse, Al. Yeah. Why was all that security guard always already all set up and had everything blocked away? Oh, uh, two so nobody could get near. Why, two things. How did they know this was going to happen? Two things. You're absolutely right. Fuck! I would like to thank WWE for having the precaution and knowledge to think that if they somehow end up in the concession area, in that exact concession, area, they would have a squared off section with a wall like of security guards, feet between them. Like there was nobody. Even close. But I have to say, when they came back in to the arena area, yes, yes. there was an old man security guard who, if they don't give this guy employee of the month, he was alone. He had to hold back a whole really? section. And there was a lady filming, and he went over and he lectured her about it. And then he was standing there. And well, Did you see Braun throw a random fan? No. Like a fan came running at him, and he threw him. Nice. On the stairs. Don't yeah. touch wrestlers. Well, don't I, touch! I, I thought he might have just been trying to get to his seat. Don't touch monsters in haunted houses, and don't touch wrestlers. Do not touch monsters in haunted houses. I agree. Anyway, did you have fun with that match? At least, yeah, it was the good. Way he broke through the wall to win it. It was it was a little weird seeing the referee count. He should have been counting there without seeing what was happening. Well, and they they had the overhead shot at first, but then they moved to that shot right by the ref on the yeah, side. Yeah, all the referee like, had to do was tip like, his I head know in. what's happening here. What the fuck? Yeah. And then yeah, like the jello, uh, like the Kool-Aid guy busting through a wall. Yep. The dude busted through the wall. Uh, so Brian. then you had uh Daniel Bryan and and Rowan, they were the the champion, the tag team champion right. SmackDown versus oh the only reason why I turned on this match yeah, was, mm. was because you, you previewed that Heavy Machinery, yeah, yeah, Otis yeah. and Tucker, hey, yeah. oh, uh, Tucky, versus Tucky. Big E, Big e and yeah, Xavier Tucky. Woods. He's a mad potato as a cocky. But not anymore, Otis. No, his pre-match interview, he's like, we're going for the title. We're Every, going for the title. Everything else is the same. His mannerisms are right. the same. It's only the voice that he changed. He no longer talks like this. Well, I think I'm having a heart attack now. Don't do that. No, I do. I just did the shake thing. You just pulled a muscle. You were dancing. <laughs> Maybe, but I feel like this is... I pulled a muscle doing routine maintenance last... Oh. <laughs> this show is suddenly... Oh, we're doing the... It's two old fat doing, guys. Oh, my doing God. Doing a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, the New Day, uh, they took the titles. They're, they're once again the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Thank God. Uh, I did Access. get to see, uh, of course, the club joined him, uh, AJ Styles, uh, Gallows and Anderson joined him, as he took on uh, the champion, uh, Ricochet, for the United States Championship. Right. How was their match? It was good. It was good. Because Seth Rollins really gave uh, Ricochet a, a big nod 
a couple weeks back right. on Twitter. Saying Osprey, he's saying better he can than go Osprey. up against Osprey, right? He, well, they've he, had plenty of great matches. Osprey's the poor man's version of Ricochet. Right. Basically, what he had said. Which is, it's the opposite. Right. Right. In reality. Um, you enjoyed the match? Yeah, it was a good match. I wonder if they're somehow setting up for a uh, New Day versus Bullet Club angle, where the where the two guys are going for uh, the tag titles, and AJ is going against uh, Kofi. For either the world title or he's going up against uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, None of the matches that happened here indicate that. Well, the bullet clearly AJ has reformed the Bullet Club, right? Obviously. And I'm just thinking of threesomes, you know. Sometimes I think about that. And now you have, yeah, I bet you do. And now you have, uh, I bet you do is a great Hank. Junior video from the nineties, yeah, where he's drunk at a concert, and uh, all of a sudden he starts going. He's he's like singing uh, "Country Boy Can Survive." He's like "Country Boy Can Survive," and he's like, and then all of a sudden he goes like, "Oh Hank, this is Garth Brooks. I want to suck your dick." And then he goes, "I bet you would, asshole." Jesus, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> that sounds absolutely. It's one of my favorite moments in uh, country music. Uh, Larry chimed in asking, there's $200 sweatpants. Also, did you guys see any of the G1? I think he just joined us. Uh, if you want to listen to some, Al, Al talked a lot about G1. Uh, listen to the podcast. G1's been uh, fantastic. It's in there. You've enjoyed it a lot. A lot of surprises. You just don't know what's going on. You're, the guys favored to win are in a deficit. And uh, Kenta's somehow becoming a star. Not somehow. He's He's showing he belongs. Yeah. Even at his age, and uh, yeah, I, it's great. I'm hoping my prediction is uh, Toro Yano wins it all, but I wouldn't put money on that. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and then you had uh, Ziggler and Owens, and Owens. I thought his promo last week from SmackDown was great. I thought they did a good job with it. Yeah, it was fun. Where, it was Austin esque. Yeah, very much so. Uh, a lot of the kids mentioned the pipe bomb that it's the CM Punk right. thing, but uh, I thought it was great. And then uh, it came into this one, the same. It's a really good character. It's a good program for Kevin Owens right here. That thing against Dolph, but does that bury Dolph? I mean, it was a squash. Yeah, it was a one and done. It was a stone cold throwback. Boom, stunner, done. Dissolve, uh, Dolph deserves to be buried. Why? He just He's not good. Like He's not interesting. He's been around for a while. You know what? That doesn't make you uh, gr- good. He tweeted out earlier people he's better than and put, had HBK up there with it. Yeah, I, exactly. He's a decent in-ring guy. He he over emotes. Uh, his, his interviews, I think, suck. They're over very emotes, one note. Huh? Um, I'm just not. A, I'm not a big Dolph Ziggler guy. I I don't. I don't think. I think he's more hype than he has talent. Anyways, I'm hoping this leads to Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in a final feud and. Kevin Owens runs Shane McMahon away for a while. That makes sense. That's probably a good idea at this point, wouldn't you say? Well, they're taunting us. Kevin Owens cut a promo like, hey, everybody is sick of Shane McMahon, and the crowd popped. And yet they keep giving us Shane McMahon, and we are sick of Shane McMahon. That's like legit go-away heat. Uh And uh, if if Owens can be the guy to run him off, I think that rubs good on Owens, and 
You start getting him into uh, that would probably happen SummerSlam. Then you start getting into a Mania season. He's going to be hot. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to go on with Kofi. You do have a new world champion. We'll get to that. We're down to just uh, we're down to just about four minutes left on this show. Suddenly, okay, we we have we have gotten there, man. Well, let, let's see, let's see what happens there. Kofi Kingston defeated Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. I'm pretty sure I know where you are on this, pal, with Kofi. Yeah, I'm over him. It's run its course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it has. It sucks. I mean, it, it was a fun story. It was fun for him to get the title. If it was him versus, like, Lesnar, I think I'd be more intrigued. What if it's him versus Big E? That's an what emotional story. Like that? Huge emotional story. I don't know if you need the title. Like, I would like to see Big E turn on him, costing him but the title. But would you care about that story as much without it? Oh, yes. that's a good point. Yes. Yeah, if they did that, that could work. I agree. And then, of course, then you had uh, uh, what was expected to be the final match. I don't know if expected or not. But you had uh, the, the challengers, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, challenging both your universal champion, Seth Rollins, which is the world title for the Raw brand, uh, against the Raw Women's Championship, the world title for the women's. Uh, the couple... I know you're a bit of a, uh, for lack of a better term, a bit of a snowflake. What did you think of uh, Baron Corbin hitting the end of days on uh, Becky Lynch? I'm I'm fine. Fine, I was fine, too. I'm all in. And then that set uh, off Seth Rollins in a cartoon-like fashion. I think, I think it's fantastic for the storytelling. I think that we know, we know what wrestling is right now. Uh, if it was, if this was UFC, we're talking something completely fucking different. And I also think it's different if he punches her. For some reason, I think that matters. It matters. I don't know how much. It but matters. a move where like you just kind of trip somebody. I don't think the visual is as bad as okay him like unloading. The on visual her. is not as bad. That that's what I'm saying. I, I'm with you on that. I think uh, I just said that. So then, uh, Seth and Becky won uh, again. If either one of them, sorry, right? That is weird. Yeah. If either one of them lost, uh, if either one of them. It, right, pitting, both titles they, both titles, they would lose, lose both of them. That did not happen because then Seth beat the shit out of him and and they won the match. Right, correct. And then here comes Brock Lesnar who said, "I might be teasing this, I might not be teasing this, but he told the truth." Out comes Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar cashes in the Money in the Bank briefcase and destroys Seth Rollins, wins the title once again. Your champion, Brock Lesnar. Yep, absolutely. Uh, a lot of the internet community was not too happy about such a thing. <laughs> they don't like uh, they don't like Ron, they don't like Brock Lesnar's world champion because he's part time. I don't right. care. Yeah, I like Brock Lesnar's champion. You do. He's like a big bully who like knock him off the uh, yeah, knock him off the hill. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I was hoping that he'd hold on to it for even a little bit longer. Uh, and then, because then he's always able to just he's able to come back if needed here and there, you know? But he doesn't have to. I don't know. I'm fine with it, Al. Uh, I'm interested to see what, what has happened and what is happening on Monday Night Raw a little bit. Um, I'll try to I'll try to catch parts of the show and everything. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. We'll, we got something to talk about next week. We did we'll it. have a whole other uh, round of, N- of uh, G1. Well, we're not going to be here next week. All right, right. We'll discuss I might do a G1 special. Are we going to do a show the night that we go to Bears training, too? We'll see. We'll talk. Do a G1 special next week. I think I'll do a G1 special, yeah. I'll bring in some people who like talking about the G1. Uh-oh. And, uh, 
It's a good thing because I just got a text from the boss upstairs here. Oh, I was going to ask as well. But would you stay for dinner, party? Yeah, sure. We have a jardinera chicken tacos. Oh, sounds good. I'm in. As you were saying, we're 30 seconds. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Thank I'm the so star of the show. Listen. My name is Alfred Ferdinand Larson. Clark Lawrenson. I'd like to thank Clark. Thank you, Coach. Spade, spade your cats and neuter your dogs. And don't forget, if you are driving in the merged lane and you're letting people in, you're only slowing people down by let late mergers happen. No. Block them. It helps everybody. Defense. Defense, Mr. Lee. Defense.